Blog Talk Radio.
You're listening to The Quiet Storm, and I'm your host, Greg Lasseter here at G Radio, New York City, where you can find your classic soul and R&B music. Guys, guess who I have in the studio tonight? I've been after this dude for like years to, to sit him down to talk to him. He's a music prodigy. He's a man from New York City, Greg G Money Tyrone Coffee. Yay! Welcome to the studio, Greg. Welcome to G Radio. How you doing, brother? I'm doing great, man. Oh man, brother G, thank you so much for having me on. Having me on this evening. I mean, I'm I'm very humbled, man. This is an honor. This is such an honor. I mean, we've been talking about this for how many years? Years, right? <laughs> many years, years now. Yeah, <laughs> a lot years. of years. That's and right. it's finally happening, man. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, this no, but, but G, thank you. But G, let's talk about G. Your music, I call you a, a music prodigy because your music, you have a hook in all your music. Give us a little bit about your background, where you're from, how this all got started. Well, I was born, I won't, I won't mention how many years ago, but I was born in Los Angeles. <laughs> uh, okay. I was born into a musical family, if you will. My grandmother was a gospel singer. She, you know, sung in her choir in her local church. My mom is an accomplished jazz uh, vocalist. She has sung with Duke Ellington. Uh, I don't know if you remember this person, Demita Joe. Uh, oh, yes, and Demita Joe. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. I mean, growing, uh, I moved to New York City when I was uh, 11 years old. And so we're talking about um, just I'm going to roughly say um, mid mid 60s, okay? Um, right. So uh, Demita Demita Joe was married to Benny Benjamin. You right. remember him, drummer? Yes, right? yes, so yes, yes. That's right. I, right. Right. Yeah, exactly. So I grew up in this environment uh, between my mom, between Uncle Benny, between Aunt Demita. Um, I and uh, I, I just I grew up in really this music environment, um, and then I had an uncle. His name was Chuck Austin, and he was uh, and uh, he basically was responsible for setting up Sigma Sound Studios down in Philadelphia. Right. He was, uh, right. I know he was, that. Yeah. He was he was into uh, studio design, so I grew up amongst this you know this this wealth of music. However, for me personally. My music journey didn't start until about 45 years old, man. <laughs> I, I, well, at least it started, I, I, and you've come a long way, brother. I've listened, to, I've listened to your music. I was listening to your music last night after my show. Uh, dude, you, your music uh-huh. is unbelievable. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I, I'll, t- I'll tell you a funny story. So I believe I was about 13, 14 years old. And my mom was always interested in her kids, you know, at least learning how to play an instrument. So right, they bought me right. a Yamaha acoustic. They bought me a Yamaha acoustic guitar, and I kind of fussed around with it for like about eight months. But I really wasn't getting nowhere with it because the only thing I really wanted to do, brother, I just wanted to serenade the girls. <laughs> you know, I see all these guys. I see all these guys serenading the girls, and they were going crazy. <laughs> they were going crazy. <laughs> So that's what I wanted. That's what I wanted to do. But I did, you know, after eight months, it didn't. I didn't really uh, pick up with it. So I kind of put the guitar down. But I stayed involved in the music game as a DJ. 
That was my thing. And I used to, uh, so I did the house parties when I was in high school. When I got to college, uh, my part, my roommate, uh, Mark, uh, Mark Jones and myself, uh, we used to do college parties. We used to do house parties. Uh, I, after college, I had a stint at WUSS Radio, uh, the AM radio station in right, Atlantic right. City. Right. right, I right. was uh, I was I was on the air personality there for a couple of years, um, and then I basically just did my own DJing thing. You know, uh, I never right. DJed right. in the club or anything, but you know, I did corporate events, I did house parties, um, right. you know, uh, weddings, that kind of thing. So we're right. gonna fast forward right. to we're gonna fast forward to 2003. So 2003, a friend of mine, a DJ friend of mine, was talking to me about learning to do production. You know, because by that point, you know, that's where that's where the DJs really, really, you know, if they're if they're not like a big uh, worldwide name, that's where they make money. And even the big worldwide right. names, on there, they, they make money right. on doing, you know, on uh, doing dance music productions. And right, so remixing, remixing music, and remixing, right. So this friend right, of mine right. was like, so I'm asking, okay, so what's involved with that? Well, you got to learn some software, and you got to learn how, at least you learn a little bit how to play a keyboard. I'm like, oh right. boy, here we go again. I got to learn how to play an instrument. <laughs> so, so, so I had, and you know, you know, it's funny because throughout my life, I had always every, every time I got near a keyboard, I was kind of toying around with it. You know, I really in 2003, I was actually interested in finally buying a keyboard. And, just for my own self, just learning how to play, not knowing what I had in store, had no clue. Right. So my mom, my mom was thrilled that even though I'm in my 40s, I want to learn how to play with keyboard. So she bought me a, a Yamaha Ranger keyboard. Wow. And wow. Um, with, with which that that keyboard was featured on all of my four albums. So okay. I I I, uh, I got a book. Uh, the easy way how to play piano, and mm-hmm. that was in uh, I'm trying to remember that was about in the summer of 2003. Well, right. Mother's Day of 2004, I had learned how to play enough to put together four little songs for her, which I put on a, which I wow. you know, recorded on a CD, which right. I recorded on a CD, and I presented to her for Mother's Day, and it was you know basically instrumental <laughs> piano stuff. <laughs> Wow! So I, I wow. will never, I will never forget. Uh, gee, Greg, I will never forget this. So she's on the phone with my aunt in in, in Los Angeles, and she's playing the CD. And she, uh, my aunt's name is uh, Gwen. So she's like, Gwen, Greg right. uh, just gave me a CD. Uh, this, I don't know where he got this from, but it sounds really great. And she says, uh, wh- Who, who made this CD? And I, and so what I did is I answered re- real quick. I said, Your son. And she said, who? And I said, your son. And the way I answered it, she thought it was some kind of Japanese artist named your son, right? So she, so, so, she, so she said, Gwen, I don't know, it must be a Japanese, it must be a Japanese piano player. And Gregory said, the name is your son, right? Well, my Aunt Gwen being, my Aunt Gwen being who she is, she said, Raina, right. I don't think he's saying your son. She, he's saying, your son. And right. she <laughs> dropped the phone. She said, oh, wait, Gregory, do you make this CD? I said, yeah. I said, that's what I've learned off the keyboard. And she almost, fell out, 
she almost <laughs> fell out. She said, I don't believe this. You sound like you've been wow. playing for years. Yes. And no, I was you do, Greg. I've listened to your, your, your music is unbelievable. And I played keyboards. I started playing keys. We, this, my mother and father had us playing two instruments. So I had to play keys uh-huh. from the age of six and the violin until every, oh, wow. every, every evening. Yeah, so, so I understand. But you, Greg, you, when you, I've listened to your tracks. It sounds like you've been playing all your life. <laughs> well, so so it was, you know. After that, I you know I kept on with it, and you know I I put these little sample CDs together, and I listened to right. it, and you know then wait listen then I started hearing comments like, "Yo, gee, when you win your first Grammy, don't forget about us little people." <laughs> and I'm like, I even said that to you. I said that to you too. You know, I no, said that I'm to you like, too. What? <laughs> so. So initially, when I started, so initially when I started doing uh, playing keyboards, um, I, uh, I, did, I did stuff for like the underground hip hop market, you know. Um, right. But right. you know, my hip hop, my hip hop is old school. I, I, I can't like, get yeah, right. new stuff. Right, 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 right. I'm talking about like I'm talking about like Run DMC, Sugar Hill Gang. You know what I mean? Right, you know, the, right. The, the original stuff back when we came up. Yeah, the stuff that we but came that, up with. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. So I started doing some stuff uh, for the underground hip-hop market. And ironically, you know, I play bass. And um, I remember this cat, this cat was asking me to, uh, he said he wanted a Motown-style bass sound on on his track, you know. I'm doing the keyboard part. And I had learned how to do some software through production by this point. So we're talking about 2004, 2005. Anyway, so... I tried to, I pressed a few buttons. I got the got the Yamaha keyboard to make a bass sound, but you know it really wasn't sounding like a real bass. I don't think there's any keyboard on the market that really has a real authentic bass sound. So me and my great self, I said, well, self-taught myself how to play keyboards. I should be able to self-teach myself how to play bass. So my birthday Get was out, in December. Dude. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I yeah. did not know that. Yeah. My birthday. <laughs> No, that you played, that you taught you you taught yourself how to play. Yeah, bass. yeah. So I bought a I bought a bass for my birthday, which is in December in 2004, and I learned how to play right. bass. Now I didn't. The bass was a little bit harder for me. So uh, by the time I really had to, you know, come up with this track for this guy, I really hadn't gotten with the bass yet. So we we ended up uh, actually getting a you know a, an accomplished bass player to do it. But I stuck with it and. Um, and so kept on, I kept on, and I started basically recording my songs. So at first they had hip-hop beats, then they had R&B beats, but because of my jazz, because of growing up in a jazz household, everything right. had this kind of jazzy feel to it, okay? Right. right. And right. so by this point I had started to put a little, little group together. We called it the G-Money Project. Uh, with my cousin, right. Pompe, who was the drummer. Uh, I had a right. um, my trumpet player and uh, um, um, got a I can't think of this other instrument. He was uh, he was the horn player. Uh, I had another friend of mine named Mike Mike uh, Mike Mike not Mike Gray. Another another friend named Mike who was a conga player. And mm-hmm. um, so we got together. We put our little band together. You know, we did some of local gigs uh, in the area. You know, New, New Jersey. 
mostly in New Jersey, um, and we did some recordings. And mm-hmm. every time I let somebody hear this recording, I got the same comment, like, Brother G, Brother G, G Money, <laughs> hey, when you make it big, when you, when, when you get that Grammy, don't forget about us little people. So there's a, <laughs> so there's a site called Cafe Press. So right. I decided to put put you know I decided to test the water. So I made a CD and I uh, sold it and marketed it on Cafe Press. I did a hundred CDs, right. just that. Wow, and wow. Those right. things sold. A hundred CDs, brother, brother, great. A hundred CDs <laughs> sold out in something. I think it was like a week and a half. Those hundred wow. CDs, and that was, I mean, compared to what I do now, that was very elementary at the time. Right, 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 right. So this is, we're going into 2006, 2007. So about this time was when the independent music scene really started coming on. And I found out about CD Baby at that point. Right, right, right. That's when they first first came on the scene, CD Baby, yeah? Right, right, right. So I was, I I came in the CD Baby on the ground floor with them. So I found out about how I can actually get dismay and they they work with dismakers. So I was like, okay, so right, I can right, put my own right. recordings together and these people, you know, for X amount of money can actually put together a professional, you know, C D and dismakers yeah, makes disc for even they make they make disc for Janet Jackson. Still around, you know? Are they still around? Yes they, they are. Because I remember back, I used them back in the nineties. Um where you could yeah, send them your send them you would send them your tape, and they would engineer it right perfectly and make it sound professional. Yeah. And, and they do. Wow. They I still know. do the same service. Yep. Still do the same service. Yep. So, well, gee, hold I, that thought. So hold that thought, gee. Hold that thought. I want people to hear at least two songs. I'm going to play West Side Drive and Back for More. Okay. So, gee, hold that, hold that thought. We'll okay. come back. You guys, you're listening to The Quiet Storm, and I'm your host, Greg Lasseter, here with my man, special guest, in the house, Greg G Money, Tyrone Cuffey. And tonight, this guy is going to take us to a musical journey. We're going to play two songs back to back West Side Drive and Back for More. Check it out, guys. Don't go anywhere.
You're listening to the Quiet Storm, and I'm your host, Greg Lasseter, at G Radio, New York City, where you can find your classic soul. And R&B music, the music for your soul. I got my man, Greg G Money, Tyrone Cuffey, in the house. G, I got to ask you, man, you got the nastiest horn section I've ever heard in my life. The horn section is <laughs> off the hook. G, on Back for More, that was the trombone, bro. Yeah, that was the dude. You don't hear that, and then, and then the horn section and the Westside Drive. Your horn section is off the charts, bro. Your horn section of <laughs> like Earth, Wind, and Fire, and James Brown's horn section mix. So you got some funk <laughs> and some jazz in there. It is awesome, G. G, tell me, who <laughs> Thank you. are your influences, man? Well. Name my one of my biggest influences, uh, I should say currently, uh, Pieces of a Dream. Definitely oh, yeah, of a dream. my boy from Philly, from Philly, boy, yes. Pieces yes. of a Dream. Yes. We grew up listening, yep. we grew up listening to Pieces of a Dream. Oh man, I grew up listening to Pieces of a Dream. Spyro Gyra is one of my yep. biggest, biggest, <laughs> yeah, Spyro Gyra. Uh, one of my one of my current uh, biggest biggest influences is the duo from Toronto, 480 East. Really? Yes. 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 Those yes. boys are yes. Those boys are <laughs> funky. And then, uh, as far as bass is concerned, uh, Nathan East. Nathan oh yeah, you know he's a friend on our Facebook. Best. You know, you know he's a friend on our Facebook. You know that, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, he's a, yeah, same, same here, same here. Yeah. You know Marcus, I, that, that goes without saying, you know. Yes, Marcus, yes, 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 Marcus, yes. Yeah, yeah, Marcus, Victor Wooten, all of these guys are like my, 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 uh, oh, and Bootsy, and Bootsy, and Bootsy. <laughs> <laughs> what Those is, are my you know, I gotta say this, I gotta say this, between Bootsy Collins, Larry Graham, and... Uh, was it one of the um, what's the brothers? What's the brothers Johnson? Those are some funky bass players. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the brothers oh, Johnson. Yeah. They were some funky bass players. They were some funky bass players. But gee, how oh, is yeah. like you? You consider your how do you? What do you classify your music as? Funky jazz. I classify I I classify it as urban jazz. Urban you know, jazz? for the longest okay. time I've been classifying it. I've been classifying it as jazz funk, but Honestly, I do so many different things. Like, just to give you an example, I have an album that I'm going to be releasing uh, later this year, and yeah. this whole entire album is pretty much jazz house. You know, because really? uh, growing up, yeah, growing growing up in New York City, man, I used to hang out at the. Uh, I know you. I know you. The garage. I used to. I oh, used to right. hang out at the garage. Hey, I, 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 that that. I was, hey, G. That's a conversation we can't have on the air. <laughs> oh, I know that. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. Many, oh, hey, G, many nights in the garage, boy. Many nights in the garage. Oh, man, many nights. But I was, you know, when I got out of college, I was a big house head. And still am. Right. And still am. Right, me too. So, right. Um, right. Yeah, so I, you know, I have so many different influences. Like I have the R&B, you know, I have the house music. I've even, you know, I grew up on a steady dose of rock and roll, you know, and right, so I have right. some stuff that has 
some some rock and roll influence. So they and then I got the old school hip hop and I got neo soul. So I right. basically have found my niche in what's called urban jazz. Urban jazz, right. the, 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 the genre, urban jazz technically is a mix of R&B, neo-soul, uh, house music. Okay, it's a blend of different stuff, you know? And right, right. So, yes, yeah, so, right. you know, I, um, I, I, I'm, I'll tell you, it's funny. I have music flowing in my head. Like I could be, I literally could be at work, and I could hear some. Right. You know, uh, I work, I work, you know, I work at a Home Depot. I'm, I'm, I'm a, right, right, I'm right. a musician, not a clothing artist musician. So I like to, right, I like right, to have right, nice right, clothes right. and nice people. Right, right. So I'm at work. Hey, a, a struggling days are over with. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta have nice stuff. Exactly, exactly. So uh, you know, this is my craft that I'm working on. This is going to be my my full time gig. You know, as we move forward. But um, so I'm at work sometimes, and I'll hear something on the, you know, the, you know, Home Depot. They play music, and I'll hear something, right. and it will, it will kick off something in my brain, right? And I'll go about right. my task with this whole, with this whole rhythm thing going in my head. And then what I wow. do is, it stays in my head. I'll get home, and I'll start putting. I have a, uh, I have a studio in my home. And right. uh, so I'll get the computer. I'll fire up the computers. I'll get the drum machines going. I'll get the MIDI keyboards going. I get uh, I got two keyboards. I'll get the, both keyboards fired up, and I'll get the bass amp on, and I'll sit there and I'll work out a beat. You know that's going with this rhythm in my head, and um, mm-hmm. things that I don't play. Like uh, for instance, lately since I haven't basically since I've been moving around a little bit, I haven't had a band. Right. Uh, that's something that I'm going to put together. So I use royalty-free samples from Big Fish Audio, okay. uh, you know, some of those companies to put together. And then I, I also will program some drums, my own self. Um, right. Just to just a little side note, one of the things I'm hoping to get soon is an electronic drum kit from my new studio in Charlotte. Uh, I've got, like, stupid oh, yeah. room now. Right. So, yes, yeah, so right. I'm, right. I'm kind of kind of think I want to learn how to how to play that, play some drums. But anyway, so I, I use a combination of royalty-free samples, drum samples, and uh, programming uh, basically from my MIDI keyboard. And I'll put together, you know, the drum part. Where my bass comes in varies. I know a lot of, uh, you know, some, some producers, they'll put their drum section together and then they'll do their bass line because mm-hmm. of the way I play bass. I tend to play a very melodic style of bass. That's what that's right. what suits me, you know. So right, right. my bass, I may I may put the keyboard in line first and then come in with the bass, or I may put the bass line wow. in first and then come in with the keyboards. Or sometimes right. I might actually put the whole entire track together. I'm talking about with the keyboards, the pianos, the roads, the horns, and everything right. else, and then all of a sudden the bass line comes to me. So the baseline sometimes right. it, it there's no there's no rhyme or reason how it goes in. It's just it, I, you know I I do everything by feel, how I you know right. how how it's how the group is is working inside of me. That's how that's how I put things together. Right. But um, but at the same time though you know uh, as I move on I decide to I'll never forget one day my mom asked me something she she was listening to something I was playing and she said how did you come up with that. And I was like, I don't know, it just sounded good. And so she, you know, being, 
being that she's an accomplished musician, she said, right. okay, well, do you know what note that is? And I'm, no, not really. It just sounds good. She said it has to be flat. <laughs> and so, you know, she told me, she said, you know what, baby? She goes, you need to learn some music theory, you know, because. That's exactly right. You, That's you, what I learned. Music theory first, yeah. Yeah, she said, she, said, she said, you're breaking the rules, but you're doing it excellent. You're breaking the rules excellent, but you need to know what you're doing so that you can know how you broke the rules. So uh, I've been studying music theory, you know, on books, online. I'm actually taking a music theory course online right now. And, you know, for me, music is, um, you know, uh, I'm, one of these, I'm one of these cats that I'm always learning. I'm always online. Right. I'm always reading right. a book about music. You know, I'm, right now I'm taking several courses. I'm taking a music theory course online. I'm taking an advanced piano course online, and I'm taking an advanced bass bass uh, course online. Wow! Wow! Yep! Wow! And here, you know what? You know what's funny? Not not to cut you off, here, but you know what's crazy is that the music today. If if the young artist today would learn from you, meaning that you just don't walk into the studio and play. You, if music gets better, if you understand music theory and understand notes. Exactly. And we, exactly. I talk about this all the time, perfect your craft, and that's what you're doing. You're perfecting your craft and always learning. You're always learning how to get better and better. But here's, gee, but gee, here's the problem. This is the way I see it. You know, I've worked with some of the younger people. And you know I'm you know I'm on Instagram, so I'm in some different groups. I'm in this, the producer right. group, and I see how some of these young people work. They might have a keyboard, but they're using that keyboard to actually start and stop different sounds on their computer. So they're not really playing a keyboard. No, you know what <laughs> right. I'm saying? Right. Not playing the keyboard. Right. They're using. They're using, like, let's say for me, I'd be using a middle C, right? They're using that right. middle C to activate a sound on right. their right. computer, right. you know? Right, And right. to right. me, when, when you know, it, I mean, That's cheating. That's cheating, G. Yeah, and to me, that's like, you know, I mean, you know, it, it's, it's, it's one of those kind of debates because they say they're musicians. I say, but you're not musicians because you're making no. sounds. By pressing buttons, so they're like, "Yeah, but we're right. making music sound, right? We're, we're playing no. an instrument, right?" I mean, like, you're not yeah, playing anything, though. You're, they're not playing anything. No, because you, you know, what they're doing is they they're pressing a button, and that button is activating a sampled instrument that somebody right. like me is playing. You right. Know? <laughs> right, right, so, right. So, right. you know, as far as these, you know, as far as these kids are, you know, the younger kids are concerned. Right. Uh, I don't know. There's really no practice involved, you know. You, you right, kind of right. learn a pattern and, and you put some buttons, you know. Right. Um, but you no. Know, but 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 I mean, for a real musician, and there are some, and there are some young young sisters and brothers out there that are real musicians. Yeah. Right. I think it's important. I wouldn't have said this a few years ago until I really started learning music theory and started understanding right. music theory. You know, it's important to you know. I, I'm not saying I'm. I'm going to put it this way. I'm not going to say that you need to be proficient in it, but you need to understand it. Right, right. You need to understand it. Which goes back, gee, which goes back to understanding music theory. Right, exactly. 
Exactly. You know? Hey, gee, what I'm going to do right now, I'm going to play one of my favorite cuts. And I want everybody, and he'll tell you about this when we come back. Gotham City Groove. I, I can't oh. even explain it to you guys. <laughs> I can't even explain it to you guys. I, you guys Brother just got to feel Brother it. G. Oh, Brother no. G, I will talk about that when we come after the song. Is, I will talk I, about that one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Guys, don't go anywhere. Hold on. Here we go. Gotham City Group.
You're listening to The Quiet Storm, and I'm your host, Greg Lasseter, Head G Radio, New York City, where you can find your classic soul in R&B music, the music for your soul. Yes, I got him. I finally got him. G, Greg, G, Money, Tyrone, Coffee, in the studio with me. G, you know you know how much I love Gossip City Groove. You know it's rocking, brother. Oh, How, tell us about Oh, that. yes. Well, I, uh, you know, I've always kind of wanted to do a jazz house track. Um, we were talking about influences earlier. One of my right. other influences is St. Germain. You've heard of him, yeah. right? The, uh, oh, yeah, that was my yeah. opening. St. Germain, they, 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 well, I can't remember the last album. I used their, one of their tracks for my opening on my TV show. Right, 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 right. So I've always, you know, you know, that was the, the out of everything I've done, the, out of everything I've done on my four albums thus far, that's the one thing that I haven't done yet is a really successful jazz house track. And so I started working on that track actually in 2000, I think it was the summer, yeah, summer of 2017, believe it or not, I started working on that track. And mm-hmm. I got... I got the drums, I got, you know, some of the keyboards, and then, uh, you know, I got writer's block. (laughs) (laughs) I got writer's block. I'm like, okay, I'm trying to figure out how to to do this house music but have a jazzy feel to it, you know. And so I I sat there and I just listened to, I have some St. Germain songs. I just sit there and listen to some of his songs. Uh, I listen to Tourist. I li- basically, I listen right. to us like over and over and over again, you know. Right, right. To kind right. of to kind of understand the production part of it, you know. Right. And so, you know, I sometimes when I get writer's block, I just have to kind of put it down, you know. You know, close right. the computer off, shut it down, never get rid of the file. I'm also a uh, photographer, so you know, I got a lot of other interests in life in in, mm-hmm. in my life, so. You know, Sometimes I grab the photog, I grab the camera, and I'll go out and shoot. I'm a cyclist right. also, so sometimes I get on the right. bike and you know I'll go cycle. And then, as you know, I'm or, as you know, I'm also a Scotty daddy, you know. Right, 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 right. We, we, we're fur babies. You know? We love our fur babies. Yeah, we love yeah, our yeah, fur yeah, babies. Yeah, we love our fur. We love our fur babies. And I, I have a five-year-old Scotty girl. Um, oh yeah. I think I think I should get her own her own Facebook and Instagram page. She's become such a superstar. But, I uh, love Raquel. You know, so I, <laughs> I know, right? So when I get writer's block, I just try to do something else, you know. And at right. some point, that block will unblock. And mm-hmm. so that's what happened with this track. I started working on it summer of 2017. Um, I got writer's block on it, and I kind of put it away. Now, mm-hmm. 2018 was interesting. Um, you've met my uh, fiance Tanya. Right, so right, right. Lady T. Lady T. Yep, Lady T. So late 2017, we had to relocate temporarily to Silver Springs, Maryland, to take care of her, take care of her dad uh, during his, you know, basically his last few months of life, and we pretty much became his. Uh, you know, living caretakers. Um, so me, I, you know, we moved our clothing. We didn't move any furniture, but I didn't move my entire studio, you know, because I figured we wow. were going to be there at least six. Yeah, I figured we were going to be there at least six months. So, yeah, I moved my entire studio. Not, I won't say the whole thing, but I moved a keyboard. Uh, I brought all my bases with me, the amp, right. the computer system, 
And, uh, you know, my, my monitors, I pretty much moved the whole studio system minus one right. keyboard. And uh, I set it up in the basement. And because uh, he had a he had a really huge house, he had a, a ranch a ranch house, and the whole entire basement was unfinished, and it was the same length as the house, you know. The, wow. the house was almost two. Wow. The house was almost. Greg, the house was almost two thousand square feet. With an unfinished wow, and Silver Spring too. That's, oh my God. What? Yeah, and the whole entire basement was unfinished, and it was the whole entire length of the house. So I had all, all this room. So I set up a studio down there. And um, somewhere, I'm trying to remember, I think it was uh, somewhere around March March or April of last year, I, I came home from work, it was on a Friday, and I said, let me open up this track. Um, at the time, I didn't have a title on it. I, I have this habit when I started, when I started new, you know, working on a new track, what I do is whatever date I start working on it, that's... That's the that's uh-huh. the, that's what how it gets, that's the name it gets called. Like right. for instance, so I start working on a track today. Let's say I'm in right. my studio. I start working on a track right now. I'm gonna label right. it six twenty two eight uh, six twenty two nineteen. I do right, that for right, copyright right. purposes. Right. You absolutely. Know? So this absolutely. way, when I when I file the copyright, I don't know what day what day it was created. And then later right. on, as I start working on it, you know, the name will come to me. So I got back in the studio, and I remember the it was I had started I actually started that track in in uh, May of 2017. So I got in there, and I basically spent the whole weekend in the studio, and the whole track just came to me. And right. as it came to me, I'm like thinking of a I'm thinking of a I'm thinking of New York because I'm like okay this is my my jazz house track is finally coming alive here right. So I'm thinking house. And my version of House, I grew up in the days of Tony Humphreys. So that's, I know you remember Tony Humphreys, right? On BLS on the Saturday night. <laughs> yes, every night. Well, you know what? Tony, and, yeah, he's still around, isn't yeah. he? Isn't he still around? We're friends with him, aren't we? I don't know. You know what? I'll tell you what I'm going to have to do. I'm going to have to Google that. I'm going to have to Google that. I don't know. I, I, don't, I really don't know. I think his wife is still a friend of ours. I think his wife's still a friend of ours. Oh, I, I'm not sure. Okay. I'm not sure. I, okay. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But go ahead. But I, I'm, I'm gonna tell you, man. I mean, I, I used to, I used to get my little recorder out, and when Tony Humphreys was on on BLF on Saturday night, I would record, I would record his whole show. That thing was off the chain. So, I'm thinking of a title for this song, and naturally, New York City comes up. Now, going, you know, told you I'm a photographer. So I have this picture, which actually is going to be the well. We, we get into that in a second. Uh, I have this picture that I took uh, of where I grew up in New York City, which is the Upper West Side, uh, around 100, 101st Street, Central Park West. So I got a picture. I got a, a picture place of. That is. Wait, hold on, G. And the, a lovely place that is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. G, lives, G lives in a doorman building. <laughs> yep. Yep. I lived in the doorman building. Mama, Mama still lives in the doorman building. Yeah. So oh, I have, nice I have this picture. I have this. So I have this picture uh, of a black and white picture of basically the subway entrance to the number one train on 103rd Street. And I got in the background. I got the little Starbucks in the corner, and you know some of the local stores around there. So I'm looking at this, 
and the name just came to me, Gotham City Groove, right? And I was like, to me, it's quintessential New York City, you know? It's got that New York City house feel. It's got the jazz thing, like if you were, you know, down at a jazz club uh, down in the village, you know? And so that was the whole picture, the old school village. Not the new school village, but the old school village. Remember, right, right, remember right. Uh, Village Vanguard? Village Vanguard, yeah. remember that place? Yes. Yep, yes, so that's, yes, yes, that's yes. It. Yep, so, so all, of the, all of those visions came to me, and that's the title that came up. So now Gotham City Groove um, has grown to, A, it is going to be released as a single uh, around the middle of next month. Number one, uh, it's also going to be the centerpiece for an album that I'm releasing later on this year. And uh, as uh, there, as that song evolved, uh, I've started writing some other some other tunes, started recording some other tunes, and everything has got this jazz house flavor. So my next album, which will be my fifth album, is going to be a total jazz house excursion. <laughs> I've been playing around with so I've been playing around with Gotham City Groove. I've also been playing around with this title in my house. So I'm, I'm, th- I'm thinking about in my house because most majority of the album uh, right now going into this, I have I think like six or seven tracks recorded so far. I'm looking at doing 12 tracks on the album, and uh, three quarters of it is going to be jazz house. So I'm there, I'm call, I'm thinking about it in my house because it's going to be my take on jazz house. So plus on top jazz, of that, for I what I'm, think, I don't I don't think there's a jazz house genre, is there? There is. That's what Saint Saint Germain records under under the jazz Thanks. house genre. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. So there is there is a there is a jazz house genre, but it's my my thing is I want to make it more popular. You know, it's popular amongst the da- you know amongst the DJs and the dance you know the dance uh, music crowd, but I want to kind of bring it more mainstream. That's that's my that's my my idea. So uh, so yeah, I'm thinking about this uh, title for the album called. In uh, in my house, I actually have a song that is uh, getting, I should say, getting started. It got started as of last night, which I'm going to title "In My House." And uh, for the cover, as you know, you, you do you do remember we talked? I just recently moved to Charlotte, North Carolina, uh, three months ago. Right. Tanya and I right. we bought a, we bought a, we bought a brand new beautiful house there, uh, thanks to uh, you, thanks to father-in-law. Yeah, right. thanks it's to you. father-in-law left us. It, yeah, he left us with a gift. I and I, I know I want you to come down, man. I want you to come down. I will definitely come, come down, down to spend you. a week. I will definitely come down. No doubt. Yeah, come down and spend a week with us. Uh, it's in Charlotte. Um, we're in uh, a section called the University City sections. Uh, we're like ten minutes from the University of uh, University of North Carolina at Charlotte. And it's just a beautiful area. Really nice community, so my, That's a really nice community. Yeah, it is. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. You know, it's. I still have that feel of city. And just for your list, I just gotta. I gotta point this out for your listeners. Don't sleep on Charlotte. Charlotte is one of the biggest Boom, major yeah. cities. 
It's almost it's over right now. The last census they did last year, it's 869,000 people. Actually, bigger than Atlanta. Atlanta, of course, gets gets the popularity because it is you know basically the new Hollywood. You know, uh, so majority of the TV shows, movies, and things of that nature are filmed there, and of course at the music scene. But right, um, right. But but Charlotte has a music scene, and we have somebody on the city council. They uh, they had a music summit, summit a few weeks ago, and there's a member on city council who's dead set on making Charlotte a music destination as big as Atlanta and Nashville. Oh yeah, oh, that's so amazing. you know, so for me, amazing. yeah. So for me, I'm on the ground floor. And the good thing about it is I already have an established base coming into this, you know. So I, as I said, Charlotte, Charlotte is about Charlotte is about to find out they got a music powerhouse in their midst they don't even know about yet. <laughs> but um, well, gee, but gee, here's the deal. I want we got about 24 minutes left. This is part, guys. I want to tell okay. everybody this is part one of a two-part interview. Um, gee, I am going to say goodbye to you because I want to play the rest of your music. The 24 minutes out, okay. and I'll talk to you after the show. Gee, uh, this guy, you're listening to The Quiet Storm, and I'm your host, Greg Lasseter, here at G Radio New York City, where you can find your classic soul and R&B music, the music for your soul. And I got Greg G Money Tyrone Puffy. Gee, I appreciate it so much, bro. Oh, man. Oh, I can't even begin to tell you this is all. I, first off, I'm very humble. And I'm very blessed to have you for you having me on your show, man. This is this is this is actually the first time I've done a live radio show, and this was just so cool. It's basically like you know we're sitting in the studio, but it feels like we're sitting in my living room just having a chat, you know? Right, right, right. It does, it does. But gee, but you know when we get together, it's like it's like we it's just like we don't see each other for a minute. It's just like we never missed a beat. You know what? Exactly, exactly, exactly. I mean, we, you and you and I, you know what this, you know, how, you know how the kids do with the fingers, like we there, we there. <laughs> Me and you, we there. We're right you know? there. Gee. We're right there. We're all, gee, we always been right <laughs> there. But gee, I want to thank oh, you, brother. I'm gonna play the rest of your music, the rest of the, the rest of the show. So stick. Uh, you can. Okay. Listen, I'm gonna click you off, but you can still um, listen to it. You see what I'm saying? And I'll and then, okay. then I'll post it. Okay, brother, thank you. Got you. That was great. Thank you very much. All right, man. We'll talk to you again. All right, brother.
listening. You've been listening to The Quiet Storm, and I'm your host, Greg Lassley, here at G Radio in New York City, where you can find the classic soul and R&B music, the music for your soul. So, guys, listen. Um, tonight, we had the music stylings of Greg G Money Tyrone Kofi. He took us on a musical journey. This is part one of a two-part interview. G, I want to thank you. He took us to that jazz funk house thing. So, guys, you know what? I want to remember this. I want you guys to remember this. Shoot for the moon. If you miss, you are still among the stars. I'm Greg Lasseter, and this is The Quiet Storm. Until next time, peace and soul. Reg Lasseter. Oh, you sure